0: Hi, and welcome back to Falling in Love with Yourself. My name is Jenny, and I am so glad that you're here. I'm so feeling refreshed, rejuvenated, reconnected, recentered because I was on a trip this last week, and I am here to talk to you about everything that I did on my me trip and how to guide you through taking a me trip yourself. And before you log off or before you get worried, I'm not talking about doing the Pacific Crayle Trust like Reese Witherspoon did in that movie, Wild. I'm not even talking about an eat, pray, love quest to Italy and India and Bali, although Those can be your me trips if you would like, but I am going to give you things to think about and I am going to ask you certain questions to get in the mindset of your own me trip. Um, And I'm going to tell you all about my me trip, so be sure to stay tuned. But before I do that, I want to... Just express to you so much gratitude for this self-love community, you out there. I hope that you go back and that you listen to last week's episode, episode number 78, about self-love community. And we'll talk a little bit about that because your me trip doesn't just need to be alone. Um, And I thought about you all a lot this last week as I was recuperating and connecting to self. And I had two friends with me and I'm just so grateful for you and showing up on this podcast. So if you wouldn't mind, would you mind going over if you're an Apple listener and just hitting a rating? and or a review, that just helps spread the rhythm, the motivation, the message of self-love, self-connection so, so much. So thank you so much for giving me a rating and a review. And if you're not on Apple um, and you're listening on Spotify or on Anchor, thank you so much. If you share this podcast with just one other person, you are literally creating the ripple effect. And we talked about that this morning on my Falling in Love with Myself Tribe Zoom about I had um, one of the tribe members, she was talking about holding space for someone in her family that was going through something sad and upsetting. And I've watched this specific tribe member, learn how to hold space for herself, learn how to go through uncomfortable feelings, emotions in such a self-compassionate, self-soothing, self-loving way. And she's now able to do that, not with fixing, not with helping the other person move through the discomfort, but just holding space for that family member. And it just reminded me of our whole purpose here, my whole purpose, my everything I do, my talking the talk and walking the walk is all that I can, all so that I can abundantly connect to myself, connect to my source, fill my cup so that I can help you fill your cups. And then you Fill the cups in your own home and in your own community. And it's just so powerful. So when you share the podcast, when you share my stuff on social media, when you create your own messages on social media or send texts that I'm thinking of you, how can I show up better for you? That is all part of the ripple effect of self-love. So Thank you for showing up for yourself today by pressing play on this podcast. Um, I'm so proud of you. I want to acknowledge you for following the call to show up for yourself. Um, I love you and I can't wait to help you plan your me trip. We'll be right back in order to do that. Grab a pencil and paper. You're going to want to take notes. Welcome to season two of Falling In Love With Yourself. My name is Jenny. I've been a teacher and a coach in some capacity for over two decades, but that's only part of what makes me successful as your guide to falling back in love with yourself. I'm a single woman who turns 50 this year. I stepped away from a 22-year marriage five years ago where my self-worth was lower than low. I didn't know who I was, what I believed in, what fulfilled me or what my purpose was. I was depending on external people and things to complete myself. But through my four pillars of self-love, which are self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-compassion, and self-worth, I am now filled with love and faith. Self-love is different than self-care. Self-love is not selfish. It is essential. We always hear how we need to love ourselves, and I am here to teach you how. I'm so grateful you are here, choosing you, and I cannot wait for you to fall deeper in love with yourself. Hi, welcome back. So how did you feel when I presented the idea of taking a me trip for yourself? I'm sure that lots of things popped up in your head. Like, you know, our protection mechanisms, our mind, our ego tries to say, oh my gosh, I don't have time to do that. We just got over summer. It's the fall. Holidays are coming. I don't have time to do that. Or I don't have the money to do that. Or if you're anything like me, like I'm a, Almost 50 year old single woman. Um, I don't want to take a me trip alone. that and we'll talk more about that as we go deeper. There was a time when spending time alone by myself would have been the scariest thing on the planet for me. Um, so how do you feel when I propose to you that a me trip is not a luxury? is not selfish or isn't something extra that we, quote unquote, should be doing. Spending time alone outside of your own environment is essential. Um, And sometimes we think we're too busy or we owe our lives to everyone else And we get sucked up in the vacuum of to-do lists and shopping lists. And our calendar is so booked that we get trapped, right? We get trapped. And I definitely was there um, when I was married. I was married for 22 years, raised a family. We traveled a lot, but the type of travel that we did was great. And trust me, I wouldn't change it for the world. We had some beautiful, amazing memories with our children. But how many times have you said, I need a vacation from my vacation? That's like clue number one. And, and I don't want to, there, it's not all or nothing. Like, I'm just proposing this idea of a me trip as a self-love act as part of travel, right? And you might be saying, well, there's a season for that. You know, Jenny's turning 50. Her kids are out of the house. She's single. Of course she can take me trips. But hopefully in this episode... You'll start to open your mind, no matter what circumstance you are in, no matter what season of life that you are in, to have a me trip. And I'm not even talking about a full week. I was blessed to be able to take a full week. I'm talking about maybe a weekend to yourself. And we're going to talk about with whom and when and what and all of that as we dive deeper into the episode. But like, if your defense mechanisms are stating, I don't have the time, what about just a weekend? Or what about just a night away? Or heck, like I've heard of women going to a hotel and getting a day pass just for a few hours away. The whole purpose of this idea of a me trip is just for yourself, to reconnect back to yourself. Um, I've been saying on all 59, uh, 59 episodes, <laughs> you know that I don't edit my podcast, <laughs> We've done 79 episodes. I don't know why the word, why the number 59 popped out of my mouth. That's funny. But for 79 episodes, I have been talking about self-connection. And this Me Time episode is about self-connection and about... We all get sucked into that trap of, I don't even know what I like anymore. Because we have our likes... Have taken such a back burner that our likes become our partner's likes or our kids' likes, or you know, the TV shows, the foods that we eat, the way that we spend our time. And this is to wake us back up into what we like. So, if your defense mechanism of timing and scheduling has popped up. Let's just let that go. It doesn't have to be a week. It doesn't even have to be a weekend. It doesn't have to be even overnight. It could be any of those, even down to a few hours. So I want to ask you this question because I like to start off with questions. When was the last time that you went somewhere away out of your bubble of your own little community. It doesn't have to be far. But when was the last time that you went away for a significant period of time to somewhere that your soul was calling you to go? When was the last time? And... When are you planning on doing that again? Are your trips normally planned as a community effort, like you and your partner, you and your kids? Are they places out of convenience? Are you sacrificing your voice For the good of, you know, are you taking one for the team? I did that a lot in my marriage. My ex-husband was super passionate about travel. And his type of travel was, let's see all the corners of the world and, you know, have new experiences, have new adventures. And that was great for me because that really stretched me, put me out of my comfort zone. And took me to places that really I would have never gone on my own, like China. We lived in China. I hadn't even thought about traveling to China before we decided to move there. Like Asia was never a place that I was called to. However, that was part of our travel, um, you know, menu when we were... living together as a family. But my type of travel is going to places that I feel my soul is connected to. And I just got back from a week in Lake Tahoe. So I live in LA now, but I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area. And Tahoe for me is one of those places that my soul just longs to return to. And I did, like when we were a family, I would speak my voice and I would take my family, him and my two children um, throughout our lives up to Lake Tahoe. And I want to pause and is there a place that calls to you over and over. And do you heed that call? Or do you say, oh, we've been there. We Time is short. Resources are precious. Let's go to new places. You can do both. You can go to new places and adventure the world, and you can return to those places that are call, that are soul calling to you. Now, My ex-husband, even when he was my partner for 22 years, he was not part of my self-love community. And if you're wondering how that can be, go back and listen to episode 78 about self-love communities. Um, My partner, my husband was not somebody that I could be authentic and myself around. So what happened when we would go to Tahoe is I would be out of alignment Because I was mom, I was wife, I was not connected to self. And if you're wondering how can that even be, you may want to go back and listen to some of my episodes about my journey of self-love and how it was so freaking low in my marriage and how I had just given, given, given all of myself to where I was sucked dry. And then my soul would call me to places like Kauai or Tahoe these to want to reconnect to self and it wouldn't happen. And those trips to Lake Tahoe, well, most of our trips would be a source of contention. So I don't know if that resonates with you or not, but... What was very clear looking back, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, is I wasn't taking any soul connecting trips on my own because I didn't think that I was worthy of that. My identity and worth was wrapped up in being a wife, a mother, a teacher, um, an obedient member of my organized religion at the time and I didn't feel that I was worthy to go take me trips. So if that does resonate with you that sometimes your family trips are exhausting and full of contention, that is a call to you that you don't have to feel guilty about doing me trips either on your own or with someone else from your self-love community. Um, And your partner may not be that person and that's okay. There's there's nothing good or bad about that, um, and healthy relationships are autonomous, right? Where spending time apart, connecting to self, and and growing ourself is is the goal. Um, so I want to validate you if you if that resonated with you at all. And if it didn't resonate with you, like if your partner is a part of your self-love community and your children are as well, um, awesome. You, You can take all of this me trip information and you can adapt it to family vacations however you would like. So after my divorce, it was really important to me to continue to go to Tahoe, Lake Tahoe. Um, so the, the connection with Tahoe and me is, um, and I, it always goes back to our childhood, right? Um, I'm the, I'm the youngest of five with a huge age gap. And as I said, I grew up in the San Francisco Bay area and my parents' best friends from high school, um, lived and still live to this day, um, up there full time. They right there in Tahoe City full time. And and they would every summer go on their own adventures and they would want to get out of Lake Tahoe while the tourists are there. And so we would go up and live in their house for the summer. And so I was really little and my mom and my oldest sisters, we would go up for significant amount of time. My mom was a stay-at-home mom at that time. And um, the, the rest of the family who were working, they would come up on the weekends. And this would happen summer after summer after summer. So a lot of my childhood summer memories were up at Lake Tahoe. And going back as an adult, and especially this last trip, um, I get to reconnect to my inner child. Just the smell of the pine trees brings me right back to childhood memories that I don't, that I'm not, you know, having access to here in LA. Um, and so I rem- when we go to these places that our souls are connected to, oftentimes it helps us to process past things. Um, the memories start flooding back in. And so on this trip, um, some of the memories that I got to revisit were when I was little, The where we lived was like, a big, huge forest in the backyard. There were no um, fences or anything. And I would go into the forest on my own and build little forts. And I would pretend that I was like Snow White, um, totally on my own. And one of the things that I do as like a single woman is reconnect to that inner child Who had a hard time being alone as a child. And my my like fear of being alone is very much grounded in that little girl. And so when I was on this like me trip, I was able to reconnect with times when I was alone up at Tahoe. There was and that was a really great memory of oh wow yeah li- my little inner child little jenny um loved to be creative and use my imagination in the forest behind that house however <laughs> i also got chased by a huge dog um right there on the street same area and that memory always comes back to me when i go up there and to this day you know i'm pretty cautious about around big dogs because of that childhood memory so go choosing a place that our soul is connected to can help us revisit times in our lives that we can process through um some of them from child childhood reconnecting to our inner child Also, we can get triggered and have uncomfortable feelings about um, past scenarios, like for example, I'll just be more specific. Um, Some of the not so great memories when I would take my, my family up to Tahoe and I had super high expectations probably unrealistic expectations. Um, Because this was a soul-filled trip for me, I was pretty like controlling and managing. And when things didn't go perfectly, um, I would have an attitude. I was not go with the flow um, in acceptance in my marriage. And so there would be contention. And so when I went up there this last time, some of those memories came out. And, and I was able to process those times. And that's, that's like healing from my divorce, healing from my marriage, grieving that marriage, reminding me that there were hard times. And so to connect it to this last trip that I was up there, you know, it's not fun being single. <laughs> you know, especially at a resort. Now I stay at a at a resort. Um, I don't stay in that house anymore, although I did go and visit um that those lifelong friends. Um, but it's not easy being surrounded by multi-generational families, and here I'm single. However, when I would dip into that like self-pity part of myself that Often creeps up. I recognized it and said, you know what? There's been times of fighting and contention up here. The kids are tired. He's not helping out. Guess what? I don't have that (laughs) when I'm up here on my own or with my girlfriends. Like, hindsight, take off those rose colored glasses, right? Like, there is positives to both scenarios. Um, But it was able to help me kind of process through those times. Um, The other thing I love about, so, so this trip that I just got back from was like postponed. So the last time I had been up to Tahoe was four years ago. So let's hit the rewind button to four years ago, my last trip to Lake Tahoe. Um, I had only been divorced for a year. Um, I was still very fearful. I was still gaining my independence as a single woman, like trying to reconnect to my truth. That's when I was in the middle of stepping out of my organized religion and trying to find what I truly believed in, what my spirituality was. Um, I was reconnecting career wise and I was re I was reconnecting with friends. And so four years ago I went up for a week Um, I had put in, so we own timeshares, my ex-husband and I still own two timeshares. And so I had gotten this week, um, up there and I didn't know who was going to be with me up there. My children were both unavailable and it was kind of like, okay, it was four years ago. I was not as comfortable Um, just surrendering and seeing how things play out. Now, it's amazing. But four years ago, I was still trying to manage force control plan out of, you know, my need for um, safety and security. So I remember having the week scheduled and not knowing who was going to be there with me, and it was really scary. So because I was not comfortable with spending a week up at Lake Tahoe by myself, I started extending invitations. Um, And at that time, I was in a situationship with someone. I wouldn't call it like a, a relationship. We were definitely exclusive, he and I. Um, But we kind of knew, like I wasn't ready for like a commitment, um, a relationship, but we loved spending time together and there was like this physical chemistry. And so it was a situationship. And um, I invited him up for part of the week up at Tahoe and then I happened to be talking to a friend who lives in the Bay Area who I had traveled with before and we have so much fun together so I invited her up so me sort of managing and controlling in a let's see how this all pans out ended up being such an awesome week um so she came up for the first half of the week and we just had so much fun, giggle, like it was totally girl time connecting. We like she took me to my first sex shop up there. (laughs) Um I had not like ever been to a sex shop and she was like the perfect friend to take me. Like we found one up at Lake Tahoe. And if you haven't Explored that part of your sexuality. Like, don't be afraid. Sex shops, I've been to several all around California since. And they're really um great people that work in them. Like, and and anyway, I have a whole episode about sexuality, and that's one of the things that I talk about. Um, kind of it's episode number 50. Um, so anyway, that she took me to my first sex shop. We did hikes. We just that was so great at that space in my life. And she was like the perfect friend. And then I had a whole day on my own. Um, before when she left, and then he was flying in. And at that time, I was training for the Kauai Marathon. And I needed to do, as part of my training, I needed to do a 13-mile run that week. Um, and I was so excited. I planned my run on that day where, you know, I was on my own. And pushing myself out of my comfort zone because of the altitude, oh, my gosh. Talk about self-connection. Um and on this trip that i just got back from where when i was up there last week like that 13 mile run was so such like a self love win huge for me and um i remember jumping into the lake and if you've never been to lake tahoe i really hope that you go it is so magical up there and the lake is frigid, cold, but because it's so cold, it is uber clear. And when I was up there and I did that 13 mile run, I jumped in the lake in my running gear, like at mile 11 and a half. And it was so great. And what I'm trying to like tell you is looking back, like this is how I built myself love, like by doing things like that, just connecting to myself and doing what my soul needed. Like I've come such a long way since then, but those those that was the path that I was on and those were the stepping stones that got me to this point. Um and then he came up that second half of the week and we again hiked and went to waterfalls and listened to live music and had so much fun. So that was my last trip and it was a very different me time trip. But at that phase of my self-love journey, that was the perfect me time trip for me. So then he and I kind of, you know, went our separate ways and I entered into a new relationship. And if you've listened to my podcast episode, you'll know this is like was the more serious committed partnership since my divorce. And I was with him for two years. And sadly or divinely, I was not able to take him up to my happy place of Lake Tahoe because COVID hit. And during the summer, like my soul, just like still that childhood, you know, part of me just longs to go to Tahoe and we could never go together. We always talked about it, but it just didn't happen. We did other lake trips with his family, which were great, but he never made it to my Tahoe. Um, And this last trip that I just went on last week, I was sad about that. Like my mind, because he was my last relationship, he was my last love, really he's the person that I've loved the most healthily and completely in my life besides my children. Um, I got a little sad when I was up there. I caught I found myself thinking about him. I found myself grieving those memories that we never had that we had planned. And I just felt them and moved through them. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because that is how I am still processing that breakup and that relationship. Um, And I know because I've coached myself and I coach you, I know how to sit in those uncomfortable feelings. Like I would say, okay, I'm feeling sadness. I'm thinking about him. Do I want him back? Are there unresolved feelings? No. Um, But I'm grieving those memories that we thought we were going to have up here that we never got to have. And that's okay. And I just move through it. And that is part of the peeling away of the onion of healing from that experience in my life. We're never fully healed. We're never fully grieved, and these go, going on these me time trips help us go through that grieving process um, little by little. I episode number thirty is loving yourself through grief, and I say like we're always grieving something. Now when I noticed the sadness and I noticed, oh, I'm grieving those memories that we never got to have, Um, they're not as intense. And I don't feel them as the emotions are not, like I wouldn't even call it sadness. And that shows that I am way farther on the healing grief journey than I was before. He and I have been broken up for a year and I've really um enjoyed this process of healing from that last relationship and um this time to myself is an important part of of that. Um and then I'll be more prepared. I'll be healthier and more ready if and when a new relationship comes up. Um So when we go on these me trips, we can expect to revisit uncomfortable things, but that's part of the beautiful journey. And if we, hey, I'm all about taking books. I'm all about giving yourself those joy list items, but however, make space on your me trip to process, have a journal have those moments. You don't have to spend all the time processing the past and grieving the past, but allow it when it comes up to notice it and move through you. Um trust me. This trip I definitely definitely did a lot of soul-filled, joy-filled things. Um lots of live music, lots of time in the pool, getting to know people. Um I went on beautiful hikes that I had never been on. That's another thing. Um, I'm a runner hiking. I've always been attached to the fact that like, I'm not a hiker. My friend who was up there with me on this, the beginning of this trip, um, is a major hiker and that intimidates me, but she kind of like met me at my level of hiking and I was able to, Put myself out of my comfort zone and do some hikes that I would have never done on my own. And that's a self-love win in and of itself, right? Like pushing yourself to the edge of your comfort zone. You don't have to like go skydiving if you don't want to or, you know, bungee jumping or whatever on these me trips. Push yourself to the edge of your comfort zone in the safest way possible. And so this trip, um, that was part of why it was so self-connecting. And if you follow me on social media, like I was posting pictures from this hike that like in a little um, workout top with, you know, my body, I'm very comfortable in my skin But, um, I was posting pictures of sagging skin and my stretch marks, but I didn't care because I had just done this incredible hike to this like beautiful lake. It's called Eagle Lake. If you go up to Lake Tahoe, this, I'm not, this is not a paid ad for Lake Tahoe, by the way. Um, but if you go up to Lake Tahoe, do the hike to Eagle Lake, do it early Um, before it gets crowded. It is beautiful. And I jumped in that little lake. (laughs) I made a reel of it. So go check it out on um, Jenny underscore Drake underscore. But um, I jumped in the lake in my in my clothes and actually I did wear my swimsuit underneath, but um, because I was so connected to myself and I pushed myself to the edge of my comfort zone and I was just feeling amazing and I didn't care what anyone thought. And I was posting pictures of me half naked um, in a, you know, in a bikini top and felt good about it. And that was so amazing. So I think it's important to pause and say that when we plan trips, are we like all or nothing? Because before, that's kind of how I used to be. Like it was, I'm on vacation. I'm not going to work out. I'm going to eat all the vacation food that I don't normally eat. Um, I'm just going, because if we look at like life and vacations as black and white, then what happens? Then like, there's been trips when I've gone to Hawaii and it's like, I gained 10 pounds because it was like, I'm going to suck every gluttonous luxury out of these seven days as possible, right? So spend a ton of money, eat a lot of food, rich foods that I don't normally eat, sleep in, drink too much, although at that time I didn't drink alcohol. You know, but when we go from like one extreme to the other, that's information as well that might mean that our life our regular everyday life is so stinking deprived that we feel like we have to go to the other end of the spectrum when we travel. And think about that for a minute. If we were if we lived a more balanced life to where our everyday life had some pieces of luxury, some vacation mode in our in our week, like schedule it in your week to have vacation time um, during your work week, during your weekends. And then on the other side, what from your daily life, your rituals, your regiments, do you take on vacation with you? And so I took my some tools that I use in my spiritual practice. Like I have three daily readers. I have my, um, my angel cards. I took my journal and so I, and I know that when I wake up in the morning, I like to move my body. Now, was I strict and rigid up at Tahoe this last week about how I do it at home? When I do it at home and I'm in work mode, I... Do get up and read my cards, uh, sorry, read my readers, pull my cards, exercise, and meditate. Like, because I get it all in before my workday starts. Up there, I did it a little bit different. My meditation was out in nature on the side of a mountain or by the pool or in the gym. I did go to the gym. Um, I did get a comment on social media because I posted um from the elliptical that i was virtually hiking in Kauai on the elliptical while in lake tahoe and somebody commented get your butt outside like why are you on the elliptical well there was a reason like um my second friend was up it was the second half of the week my hiking friend had already left um that friend loves to sleep in And I only had like 30 minutes to get a workout in. So I went on the elliptical. Anyhow, what I'm saying is I kept my rituals and regimens in place without being so strict about how they happened. Like instead of pulling my cards alone in the morning, like I pulled my cards in the evening with my friends um, who were with me or like i said i still got my meditation in but it looked different like adapt your rituals and regimens around the soul place that you're in don't abandon them completely um so if you work out at home continue to work out on vacation on your me trip just do it in the way that's natural to that environment um if you don't work out i'm not saying you know that you have to start a workout routine but see where you're at and what they offer like the place that we stay up at tahoe they do do group hikes maybe this is a time to go to the edge of your comfort zone and try something new they do do poolside yoga if you're interested a me trip is a great time to start exploring things that you always have wanted to try, but you don't have time in your daily schedule or you keep putting it on the back burner. This is the time to try those new things. Um, and it's it's a beautiful, beautiful experience to be able to do that. So when I was up there, um, we kind of, I definitely ate lots of treats However, I still ate um, the things that I know that keep me, you know, I I took my supplements. I drank my nutrition shake every day. I got some um, vegetables. We ate a ton of fruit. That way, when I did want that dessert, which um, I I have a signature dessert up there, um, or if we wanted to get ice cream, we weren't so off the, off the charts that, um, you know, I didn't feel guilty about it or anything. So it's all about balance and giving yourself what you desire. And when we go from two, one extreme to the other, um, that doesn't make us feel good. And self-love is always about doing things that make us feel good. And let's talk about guilt for a minute because me trips can produce some guilt. Um, both of my friends, so I was up there last week with two different friends. Um, my friend at the beginning of the week is doesn't live near me. We were college roommates in college and we're still like really, really good friends. We actually reconnected more closely during COVID. I think I talked about her last week on the Marco Polo app. She was the one that was up with me for the first part of the week. And then the second part of the week is a friend as well, who just recently moved from my area to Texas and, um, we've been good friends. Um, they are both moms and wives. So they had that experience of taking time away from their husbands, from their families. And what I loved is watching their process of putting their own worth first and releasing any guilt. Um, You know, one of my friends, her youngest just went off to college and he was texting about financial aid and all of that. And she made herself available but still had boundaries to delegate to dad and hey i'm on a hike i'm not going to be able to respond it was really great to watch her have those self love practices in place um and then my friend who came up the second part of the week one of her teenage sons was running a fever. Her daughter had a soccer tournament. And again, it was so great to see them not fully disconnect, but to put themselves first and not to be in guilt. I have traveled with friends before that felt so guilty about being away from their family that they just couldn't enjoy themselves. And I probably would have been like that as well when my kids were little because all of my identity and my worth was placed upon who I was as a wife and a mother and and you know my control and management of my household was where my worth came from so letting go of that control and taking time away I never did that in the early stages of my child, my kid's childhood. And therefore also my husband and I, in our 22 year marriage, we only traveled away from our children one time, one time. And to be totally honest, um, that time was a time that, things were not going well. And I really wanted to go back into marriage counseling. And he said, let's go to Cancun for a week and work on some stuff. Did it, it was a great week. Um, but did it fix anything? No, <laughs> it was a bandaid for sure. Um, so, do you have a lot of fear and guilt about leaving your family behind and going on a me trip by yourself or with someone, a friend from a, from your self-love community? Um, does that raise a lot of anxiety in you? Um, that's information right there. And let's think about why you feel that anxiousness about letting go of the control or any guilt. And that is an indicator that your self-love, your cup, needs some filling. And if a me trip is too scary or too uncomfortable, that's okay. I'm not saying that this me trip has to be something that you need to schedule and plan for tomorrow or next week or even next month but let's take some baby steps together to where you can evolve into that. Have some self-awareness that, "Mm, me taking time for myself for an extended period of time is very uncomfortable, my friend, my sweetheart, that shows that some self-love work is needed. So hopefully this is inspiring to you. One of the last things that I want to share about you about this particular me trip and my space of Lake Tahoe, I already told you that um, I go, my ex-husband and I still own two timeshares. I practice surrender. The practice of surrender has been so significant in my self-love journey. Um, and episode number two is all about surrender. Um, having faith that things will work out the way that they're supposed to work out and in the time that they're supposed to work out. So me going to Lake Tahoe every summer has been a practice of surrendering because I, don't choose specific dates. I request my timeshare in a big chunk of time. So I'm surrendering that. It First of all, the first step of surrender is will I even get to go to Tahoe or not? Like that's totally out of my hands. It's up to the universe whether it's even available. And then the dates are totally... Um, an act of surrender. Of course, I put in like the month of August and whatever dates happen, happen. And then who I go with because my kids both live across the nation um, and have their independent lives. It's not always conducive to their schedules. I travel with them and to them and bring them to me Um, that's different from my Lake Tahoe me trips. So who is going with me is totally an act of surrender. Um, This trip, okay, so I've been divorced five years. I talked to you about four years ago. There is no way, shape or form that I could go up to Tahoe by myself, be with myself for a significant period of time up in one of my happy places four years ago. This year, I was 100% fully prepared to be up there for seven days by myself. Mind you, it's a seven to eight hour drive from LA to Lake Tahoe. And I do do that by myself and I'm okay with that. So it's baby steps, right? I was comfortable driving that by myself four years ago, but I wasn't comfortable being alone up there by myself. This time I was fully prepared if you know, the universe, if none of my friends could go. um, And mind you, I only invite people from my self-love community. And I keep going back to self-love community because I just talked about it in last week's episode. So go back and listen to that. I don't invite all of my friends to Tahoe. Just because I'm friends with them doesn't mean that they get to come on my me trip. So, um, but so, Whoever comes, that's like an act of surrender as well. So last year, I had the week planned. COVID was, you know, in and out of COVID. It was 2021, summer of 2021. And I was all ready to go. I had some friends who were going to do it, you know, a couple days here, a couple days there. And I had to cancel last minute because of fires, and dealing with that disappointment was a you know a growth opportunity of itself. Um, I hadn't been up to Tahoe, you know, for the prior two years. Um, I had just gone through this breakup of that two-year relationship. And I really needed a me trip to Tahoe. But powers greater than me made it impossible for me to go. And that was a huge learning experience as well. The act of surrender. So when this year happened, I got my week. I started putting out my invites. Um, again, huge act of however it will be. We'll be in the best way possible. And it worked out wonderfully. It was an amazing seven days, perfect, beautiful. Um, There was not one hiccup or anything. And I almost was going to be up there alone because my friend who was coming up for the second half, um, you know, COVID was going through her little community and we didn't know if she was going to be able to make it. And Sitting back and saying, Oh my gosh, I might be a Tahoe by myself, and I'm totally okay with that, shows that our self love journey is a process. We take baby steps. These me trips, whatever they look like, it might be an afternoon away at a spa, or it might be that you just go to the next town over overnight one night by yourself or with a girlfriend where you self-connect and journal and give yourself exactly what you want, desire, and need in that moment. That's what a me trip is, is giving yourself what you need in that moment and not numbing out, not numbing out by drinking too much or, I mean, if you need one night of that, so be it, whatever. Um, It's all part of the process. But to being aware of numbing from the processing, the healing, the grieving that might come up, that's what a me trip is all about. Mine is Lake Tahoe. I came back to beautiful feelings. I mean, today is Monday, August 29th. Life is busy again. And I feel that I can... Take so much of, and that's why I'm doing this podcast episode a full hour about my time and all the aha self love wins, self love aha moments that I had, because now this is how I'm bringing it back into my world with me. It's not like the olden days when we took a trip and then we put our suitcase away and we go back to the grind. No. The goal is is to have a little bit of our me trip in our everyday life and have a little bit of our everyday life in our me trip. And that's where serenity comes. That's where self-love is. And it's through these types of things. So I hope that this was inspiring to you. I want to ask you where... Is your soul calling you to go? Write it down. First thing that comes to your mind. Next thing, when do you want to go? Now, your mind is going to try to get in there and say, ah, oh, it's cold, blah, 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 you know, but, 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 no. Tell your mind, take a step back. This is a soul conversation when do you want to go and then ask yourself who do i want to go with your mind might say oh you gotta take your spouse you gotta take your kids you gotta take your best friend push that aside and say who do i want to go with write down that name send that person a text it might be a different name than what you think that's okay Then you might want to go by yourself and that's okay too. Whatever your soul is telling you right now is your truth. This is not a plug for Lake Tahoe. This is not even a plug for Jen's trip of hiking and running and having hula pie. This is to inspire you to plan your own me trip. Will you do me a favor? Will you contact me? reach out to me on social media either Facebook at Jenny Drake or Instagram is the easiest way to get a hold of me. Jenny underscore Drake underscore. You can also reach out to me on my website Jenny-drake.com. You can email me there. I want to hear about your me trip plans. Text me, message me today and tell me the answer to those three questions. Where's your soul calling you to go? When is it calling you to go? And who are you wanting to go with? Reach out to me for accountability. Reach out to me. Use the hashtag me trip. Hashtag me trip. So I can see all of your me trips. I am so excited for you to use some time to connect back to yourself. You are worth it. You are so worthy of it. Please don't think that you're not. I'm worthy of it. You're worthy of it. No matter what. I love you so, so much. Thank you for listening and I cannot wait to hear from you. Much love. If you are listening, that means you want to fall deeper in love with yourself and I have the perfect tool to help you do that. It is a journal called A Year of Self-Love. 52 intentions to help you fall deeper in love with yourself, one for every week of the year. On Sunday night or Monday morning, you choose one of the intentions in this beautifully designed journal and each night you can fill in the little journal spot with the accompanying journal prompt for that intention of the week. You guys, if you use this tool, you will fall deeper in love with yourself you can get it on amazon or my website which is jenny-drake.com and don't forget the women in your life your mom your sister your daughter your best friend it is also an amazing gift i hope you love it as much as i loved creating it get a year of self-love now you won't regret it